You unlock this door by pressing play on your podcast player. Beyond it is Aspara, another world. A world of distractions, a world of horrors, a world of betrayal. You're moving into a land of neither good nor evil, of blurry lines and gray areas, of what happened last time on The Incursible Party. Speaking with Dreg in the morning after the attack, the party is directed back to the Knowledge Center, witnessing the destruction that was wrought upon the city on the way. They find Janala, Hef, Tenchi, and Jacqueline at a loss, discussing strategy about the city's next move while under siege. From the top floor of the library, with the aid of a pair of spyglasses, the invading force of Kralakina worshippers can be seen outside the walls of the dome. Their numbers still great, and a new development. Three large swirling pools of a red-black substance, clearly meant for some kind of summoning. You've now crossed into the continuing adventure. So let's go find Dreg and a few wizards that know how to cast invisibility. And let's get the heck out of here. Okay. I think we head down and uh, I'm going to go see if the librarian's there and and have a little chat with her real quick. Okay. Yeah. You see, she's just actually with Jacqueline now. They're still speaking. Hey. Sorry. uh, Things got a little uh, out of hand last night. Tell me about it, yes. Yeah. I, I do. You you being a, a woman of Heraklion and I'm sure running the Knowledge Center, you have uh, knowledge of how the whole city works, I would assume. I, I don't... I, I guess. I'm not sure what you're getting at. We need to find a few, I don't know, powerful type magic users that could help us in a task. Just a few. Could you uh, point point us in the right direction? And how many? We certainly have a number of them. And I'll look over at Falzern and go, How many? Someone, we need, we need some wizards who perhaps might reside in the, the corner of the city that specializes in illusion. Two, perhaps three. And you see kind of Jacqueline perk up at your mention of illusion magic. I can certainly help you. Great. We need to not be seen. We need you to accompany us somewhere where it may not be as safe and make us invisible. So you will be leaving the city again? Yes. I assume through the same way in which we entered. Yes. That's the plan. Well, if Dreg is on board, then I am also on board. Fantastic, so you can help? Of course. Do you know any others? And the librarian... Yes, uh, we can find another. Great. Have him meet us and Dreg up at the uh, keep in about an hour. Okay. Please. She puts an arm, a hand on your arm. Be safe. I will. I'm looking forward to you and I curling up with a good book. Ah, that sounds quite heavenly. All right. I slap her butt and I walk out. (laughs) (laughs) We know you don't read, Shaft. (laughs) 
Okay, so I think the plan here is we uh, we go find some cloaks that are robes that, from the dead. Gross. And then head our way back up to the keep. Okay, yeah, you can easily uh, strip some dead cultists and get each get a pair of robes. I am not putting my robes on while in the city. I'm waiting. I will point out that uh, those in armor will not be able to put the robes over their armor. Then there's no point in us getting robe. Uh, Dang. Can you find a big fat one? (laughs) A big fat juicy cultist? There's cultists that were just pushing the the cannons because they they really weren't. They were the muscle? (laughs) The the more beefy ones? (laughs) Yeah, the beefy ones, yeah. (laughs) So what do you want to do? Do you each want robes? If we could find one that would fit over the armor, yes, I will, but I'm not taking my armor off. You might be able to find some lar- on some larger cultists, but it would be very clear that your robes are over something that isn't your body. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm not. Okay. Well, well, as long as we stay invisible, it shouldn't be a problem. You think we can stay invisible the whole time that we go to kill Erica? That's why I want a robe. <laughs> I think it would be best if it we've got at least two two robes. Because worst case scenario, I can make two of us invisible if we need to try and escape uh, and be sneaky about it. Yeah, but while escaping falls and we can't cast any magic or else then we're not invisible. Right, but... You guys worry about the details too much. This is a terrible plan. I like plans. This is a terrible one. Falzern will take two robes and put them in the bag of holding. Everywhere we go, I am going to be looking for Keck. I will be looking around looking for Keck or any sign of her. Okay, good to know. I will uh, I will notify you should you uh, notice any uh, strange humanoid bird. Yeah, large. Some guano. <laughs> large uh, shits. Ah, <laughs> oh, somebody just kicked all over me. Big white pile. <laughs> you know, they say that's good luck. <laughs> uh, here, smear some on me, Jack. <laughs> Certainly doesn't smell that way. Okay, yeah, I think we head back to the keep, try to find Drag. Yeah, so you get back into the keep, and he's not in the uh, ballroom. Probably finally sleeping, you guys. Or will he be up with the the chanting room? All right, yeah. let's check there first. And you you do see him sprawled out finally on a, a bedroll. He does look to be asleep, but he is there. Well, sorry, buddy, but uh, we gotta wake you up. <laughs> Seems a shame to wake him, but we really can't wait. Yes, I, I feel bad. He must be exhausted, but time is of the essence. If only he were rested, maybe he could have a better plan than this. Well, Mia, <laughs> I'm not saying it's a great plan, but it's a plan. You don't have to go with us. You can stay here where it is oh, safe. Oh, I know I don't have to, but if I don't... We will go save ever... the day. Mia just, like, stares blankly at you, like... Yeah, you think I'm staying here? You're wrong, but Did I... Did you have there's... a better plan? I'm trying. I'm not going to just walk down there in a cultist robe. I'm not taking my armor off either. I am open to suggestions. Well, like Shakara said, Mia, I I don't think any of us think this is the best plan possible, but I I don't know there's any alternative. definitely not the best plan possible. This is almost suicide. Yet, we are the ones that have to do it. 
We are the only ones available. That is where we agree, Shakara. We are the ones that have to do it. I just wish we didn't have to do it this way. I sit down, put my back against the wall, pull my dagger out, start cleaning my fingernails, waiting for this conversation to be over. I think I think we all agree that that this the odds aren't in our favor, but we we have to do something. We we are very capable of of accomplishing a lot if we work together, and perhaps the most capable people in this city. Agreed. This city seems to be full of incapable people. Well, Including yourself, Falzarin. You told us to trust Geneva, and I'm not forgetting that fact. I I never labeled myself as someone who has spent years and years uh, dedicating their lives to being a good judge of character. I, I have... Well, I defended you, and you're lucky. You're all lucky that I see Aspara to be, to be worthy of me saving it. I have spent my years studying the arcane arts, which is what I specialize in and am skilled at. Geneva fooled us all. I know, I think that's what bothers me the most. Well, we haven't got time to beat ourselves up over this. I think my yelling woke Dreg up anyway. Dreg! Yeah, as this argument is kind of progressing, Mia, you kind of look over, see if Dreg's awake. And you see, he's kind of got one eye open, just kind of taking in what's going on here. His hands are kind of behind his head, and he, he sits up once the, the lot of you quiet down. I look over at him and sort of put my hands up like, eh, say, uh, we're probably going to die, but we're about ready to go. It must be so inspiring that the only hope for the city is arguing amongst themselves. And saying we're probably going to die while picking their fingernails. Well, uh, he gets to his feet. Still, you know, a little groggy, it seems, but please, friends, I know times are, are dire, but you, you... It's true what you say. Unfortunately, this falls uh, on, on the, the four of you. You seem the most capable to handle a situation such as this. I am wholly out of my element here. I'm, I, I protect. I, I defense. I do not go on the offense. But I feel like defending is not going to get us anywhere. And I would feel terrible should something happen to the four of you knowing that I was in here that all of us were in here safe and doing nothing I, I, I think perhaps and I have been thinking on it in your absence that a head on a frontal assault needs to happen at some point perhaps to coincide with whatever you need to do on the outside of the walls I'd I know we can rally. We have some artillery ourselves. I know we can do something. That would be most helpful. Are you suggesting you have to take down the bubble? That is the only way to aid you on the other side. True. Oh, man. But also the only way we can utilize what we have inside. Agreed. So maybe if we can uh, get to where... We're in a good tactical position for what we need to do with their leadership. Contact you. You take down the uh, bubble. Let some of them in. They'll all start attacking and paying attention to uh, to what they're doing there, which might give us exactly what we need to do to take care of our business. Then, then turn it back on if things get too terrible. We need a symbol. We need a sign to show you, Dreg. Once we're over there, 
you can contact him with your spell. But what if I don't have my spells? What if I'm tired and weak and I don't have any energy left? Cannot we get a scroll? I can... Uh, should we need to send a distress signal? That's easy enough for me to do. I can... I have... I can send rays of magic straight up into the air. And identify our location. Yeah, we need to be more sneaky than that, Falzer, and this is like pulling the pin on the grenade. Right, okay, I, I thought you meant sending an SOS, but... No, this is to initiate the operation. Yes. Get one of them scrolls. Doesn't your girlfriend work in the library? Get a scroll from her. Yeah, there's people all over the place that have scrolls. I'm sure we can muster up a scroll of sending. But what does the front line look like? Did you see it? What's going on down at the Knowledge Center? Yes, we, we saw it, and it's there's a substantial force out there they have many many cannons there's they've set up tents they've got erected they have three of these uh, i don't summoning pools or or there's cultists around these these pools that they're doing some sort of ritual i don't know if they're creating more of this black ooze or if they're trying to summon beasts i i have no idea i i i don't understand what they want of the city I don't know either, um, but but we've identified three tents that seem to stand out, and I, and I suspect their leaders are staying in those. Perhaps we can take out at least one, may, maybe a few of these leaders, and and that can help um, sow some disarray. And that, combined with an attack from Heracleon, might be able to scatter them. That is a good question, though. Why? Are they attacking the city in the first place? What is here? What can they gain? Isabella was. They bring all this force just to take down Isabella? Surely she can't be that powerful. Well, from what I know, um, Erica is working with the forces out there, and Isabella is in here, and there, there seems to be a rift between them. They are at odds. But I agree, it, it seems a bit excessive all of this to take out one person. I mean, who knows? They brought up a freaking kraken. There must be more to this. They what? They've, uh... They've summoned a kraken. Heard of a kraken before, right? Why is this the first I'm hearing of this? There were other things going on. This is the first you've heard of this? How else would I have? Have we been dealing with the invaders? Well, uh, that was part of the reason we have come here, to to warn Heraklion of the kraken, and we... We told the elders, I assumed, that the knowledge would have been disseminated by now, but... But they're all dead. Yes, that's true. It's true. So, so what what do you know of Krakens? Uh, just that... I, I don't even know if this shell could protect us from one. Great. That's not good news. It's not. This is going to be a great day, you guys. If that's the case, our, we need to throw everything we have at this force that's assembled out here because if, if we can't if we can't break them apart if they happen to have a kraken on their side that shows itself in the next little while things will get very bad very quickly Falzer and I think we know they have a kraken on their side Mia you remember what we read in the book about the kraken's layers the storm above us it's been constant it's very eerie feeling what if the storm 
What does that have to do with the, the Kraken? It is a sign of a Kraken lair. The Kraken is close. Why would the Kraken make its lair near Heraklion? Well, where? It has not. Why has it not surfaced? If the purpose was to destroy the city, the Kraken could have come in and wreaked its havoc along with their army. I mean, why was it not here last night when the walls fell? Yes, I agree that it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It'll only make sense once we understand the big picture. We only have bits and pieces. Now, I... Something has just occurred to me. I wonder... Do you know of any passageways or tunnels or anything underneath the Isle of Heraklion that maybe isn't isn't widely known about? Only what I led you through. The Forked Path! <gasps> That's right! The freshly made path! I, I do wonder where that leads. And you said for sure, Drake, that you didn't create that pathway, right? I am not responsible for its creation, no. They can take us to the Fork and Kraken! If the Kraken Let's is... The... If the Kraken is in there, then <laughs> you, you cannot go there. You will not survive. If the Kraken is there, then we need to evacuate the city in any way we can. Look, Drag, all our options are which way we want to die. I do not like those options. I never should have come back to Heraklion. But it's a... It's a... <laughs> it's a baby Kraken, though. We gotta kill it now while it's a baby. How would you evacuate the city? I, With their forces I, at the port and the port destroyed? I don't know. I do not know, Shakara. Yes, I... I think we need to take this one step at a time, and, and step one is dealing with the forces that are already here and are actively trying to attack the city. So do we attack the army, or do we do we go down this pathway and see where that leads? I don't think we have time to, to, to go down the Forkin' Path. I think we need to go out and see what's going on, and then we can come back if there's no way to take out. What if we leave the city just to tell Dreg to take down the shell, which then leads people from the forking path up into the city because the shell is down and we're outside of the city. That's not good. Once we go down the, the ladder, we're outside of the shell. And there may be, there may be forces under the city currently. Exactly, in the what if path. those forces while we attack, come up. They may have more hidden forces. You have a point, Mia. How, how about this? Drag leads us through the way that we came into the city. We investigate where this fork leads to and see what we can see. We come back and... Well, I mean, hope we can come back. If it's the Kraken, we're screwed. Well, we're going to need to be sneaky. Um, Shaft can help us with that. We go on a scouting mission down the fork and see what we see, come back, report to Drag, and if nothing of substance is discovered, we carry on with our plan as is. Okay, so Drag and the other wizards keeping us invisible stay in place. We, do, we don't need to be invisible yet at this point, I would say. Yeah, but say. at the fork, they're going to make us invisible, right? After we have investigated where the fork leads. Yes. Oh, okay, but I thought maybe those wizards could cast it twice, why not? I I don't know. 
by the time we figure this out, there's going to be a Kraken in the city, and all the cannons are going to be in here. Okay, well, I could use Greg, to be invisible. Ready? Look at me. I have this creaking armor. Well, you can... You can... Stay oh, I'm so frustrated that you guys want my help. I, I can't... I can't win. This is just... Ugh. I'm just trying to do the right thing. You guys make it so difficult. Your plans are The right are thing terrible. to do is to, to go help, and then we need to go find out what we can do. Talking about it does nothing. And I take my, uh, I walk over and I grab Drag and I go, Come on, Drag! Let's go. These guys can come along if they want to. While we're waiting on Jacqueline to get back here with the, with the wizards, uh, take a look at this page that I found. It fits into the book here. And I give it to Shakara. Let me see. And I get ready to cast my spell and I open the book and I realize... I don't need to cast my spell. I, I can read it. I, I did not cast the spell, yet I can read it. What does it say? It is written in Sylvan, as you figured out uh, before. And this is the second part of the rebirth ritual. And it reads as follows. To bring Kralakina to his true power, the maturation process must be completed. Once the crystal rebirthing chamber has been filled with the rainbow flow and the resuscitant, Kralakina shall be sealed inside. The fully formed matron's vessel shall perform the final rites and Kralakina will be reborn. And it lists the words that need to be spoken. Bathed in the rainbow ocean, casting the shackles that bind, this world is yours to choose, to devour or enslave in kind. And... It's a very short passage, that is all that is, except there's a little kind of asterisk at the very bottom of the page that says, consult the matriarchal expropriation ritual to raise the matron's vessel. Do we have something called the matriarchal expropriation ritual? I don't. I I, I don't think so. Where, where is that? Is, it, is this the ritual book that I'm looking through with all the rituals? Yeah, you're looking through surreptitious practices of the devout. I'm going to look for something called that. Okay, and now with your ad- so, how does your ability work? You can comprehend all languages. You can read all writing. Eyes of the Runekeeper. Well, that is very, very handy indeed. So, as you are leafing through this book, you can read every bit of page that you come across. As before, when Falzern was leafing through, there were many languages that he did not understand. But you do actually flip uh, more towards the front of the book. You find the matriarchal expropriation ritual and it is written in celestial and this is also seemingly another short ritual Um, not much information written but it says the chosen must open the portal through the corrupt sanctity of blood sacrifice stepping through will bond them to the matron becoming her vessel the matron's vessel must give rebirth to kralakina before completing expropriation To complete expropriation, the matron's vessel must be returned to water for saturation. The power of the snow bloom and subaqueous dust will facilitate this process. The matron's vessel will become the matron, and the matron will empower Kralakina. Again, at the bottom of this page is a very similar asterisk that says, Consult the rebirth ritual to summon forth Kralakina. They reference each other. The... Storm overhead makes me feel the Kraken is near. I believe we must check out the Forking Tunnel. 
So you think uh, you think that tunnel leads to the what was it called? A crystal chamber or something? The crystal rebirthing chamber. Well, I don't know if that helps anything. I believe our decision is clear. We must check the forking tunnel. Yes, I, I think if there's uh, this, these passages make me even more worried. If there's any thing we can interrupt that perhaps is going on in the depths underneath Arachthan, we need we need to do that as well. If there's an opportunity, so let's go. Let's check this fork first, and then if there's nothing there, we attack this army. Drag, can you take us down and, and let us go? We'll go check out the forking tunnel, and then you meet with uh, Jacqueline and bring the wizards down and meet us at the fork. I can do that for sure. All right. We'll go with him to the exit and head down the... Grab onto both sides of the ladder and slide all the way down to the bottom. <laughs> so he does need to go first so we can open up the <laughs> shell. His shaft sl- preemptively slides all the way down. <laughs> Bunks against the shell. (laughs) (laughs) And Dreg is able to, again, use his ring to open up a circular uh, opening in it, in the the crystal sphere. And you are able to get down this really, really long ladder back into the, the underground chamber. Do we hear or see anything when we get to the bottom? So immediately down at the bottom, you uh, it doesn't look like it's anything has changed since you were here last. All right, well let's let's head towards this fork in the path and and see if we can hear or see anything once we get there. Would you uh, like me to make us a little more quiet? Well, how many times can you do that? Uh, I can do it. I can do it at least five or six times. Oh. Well, then, yes, certainly. I'm, I'm hoping that you, if we end up carrying on with the plan to attack this army, we're going to need to do, we're going to need to be sneaky for that as well, so. I will cast Pass Without a Trace. And approaching the fork, uh, you, you do not hear anything. Uh, again, you still see, like, from the rain on sight down those long steps. There is a bit of water that has kind of been flowing down to it and made its way all the way down to the bottom. Uh, at the base of the stairs, maybe 40-ish feet in front of you. And uh, it, it is dark down here, so everyone with dark vision at least can see to the end of uh, the branch of this fork, and you do see that it does take a, uh, lead to a corner. Did someone in- turn on a light? Sure. No, no, I- is the light already on? You can, you can see in the dark? I can see in the dark. Oh, man. This is fascinating, Shakara. You, you seem to have you seem to have gained some new abilities last night. Yeah, what was so special about last night? I we can talk about it later. Let us press on now. I think I'll head on up until we get to the corner and then I'll sort of stop and stick my head around and listen. You see that it leads another 20-ish or feet, and there is yet another forking path. And a little further in now, you, you can actually kind of hear the, the soft sound of what uh, sounds like waves crashing. And uh, kind of a low murmur of voices. Can't quite make out uh, what they're saying, but definitely noise. Oh, great. There's two forking ways. 
I hear, I hear people and waves. I think uh, we'll quietly move up, stealthily move up, and see which way the sounds are coming from. Do we tell which way the voices are? You could all make me a perception check, absolutely. Shakara is quite distracted by being able to see in the dark and everything going on. My hand! It looks so strange in the dark. <laughs> I got a nine. I got an 18. Eight. So falls oh, through. Oh, Falsy comes through. So to everyone, Falsy kind of sounds like uh, these voices are echoing down this path, unable to, d- to pinpoint. But Falsrin, you are able to discern that it sounds like they're coming from the right path. I can't tell where the voices are coming from. I think I hear them from the right we should go that way. Do you all see like this all the time? I do, yes. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. We don't need a flashlight. I bought these. They work pretty well. Oh, right. It's fascinating. Let's go. At least I don't have to glow my hammer anymore. <laughs> I think we'll head up the right passageway. Yeah. Uh, another fairly short passageway, about 40 feet, that leads to another turn. I want to keep this. Keep going. Are the voices getting louder? Wait a second. Are the voices getting louder? <laughs> yes, as you progress down here to, to this next kind of corner, the waves and the voices now, and you are able to pick up some of what they're saying. And, and So I assume Shaft is in the lead then, right? Yeah. 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 And I'll be behind him. Yeah, peering kind of around this corner, another st- about 50-foot stretch that seems to open up into a large uh, a large chamber and there is just seem like there's a light source coming from in here but yet now you can hear these uh, voices still kind of soft um, from from where you are you just kind of hear them say just come on don't be an idiot just move the barrels they're empty now jeez just seal it up let's get the hell out of here and kind of a response uh, yeah right whatever whatever grumble grumble kind of thing bickering from the sounds of it can uh I think I'll sort of hold my hand up and I'll sort of get down on my knees and sort of crawl up to where trying to stay as close to the wall as I possibly can and see if I can see in the room. Okay, you want to make a stealth check? Yeah, I'll be all right. You'll be the best of all of us. Uh, Well, you got a plus 10, so that's uh, 25. As you move closer, the light source, of course, gets brighter. And peering into this chamber, you kind of enter or at the precipice of this large, rounded room. At the opposite end of you, uh, it's open to the sea, the source of the waves you heard earlier. Taking up most of the center of this cavern, the source of the glow, is a huge pentagonal structure. It nearly stands 25 feet tall and about as wide. They're kind of these spirals of rainbow colors and dark blues and purples spotted with bright oranges and reds contained within. Yellows that match the glow of the chamber, all swirling around a dark shadowy mass in the center. To the far left of this chamber, you see three cultists there seem to be piling up empty barrels in one corner. And you say this rainbow-looking pentagon thing is how tall? 25 feet. 25 by 25. And what's... Is it, like, made out of glass, does it look like, or...? 
To shaft it, uh, it looks kind of reminiscent of actually the crystal sphere. Almost kind of that glassy look, but uh, a little more uh, opaque. Hmm. Okay, I'll, I'll sort of sneak back and go, here's three guys. There's this great big Pentagon-looking glassy thing. <clears throat> and then there's a way out to the ocean. Looks like they've uh, dumped a bunch of barrels or something. They have a bunch of bunch of barrels over on the side. Probably the stuff with the black goo in it. Do you see a kraken? No. But, uh... I don't know. We can, we can try to hide, or we can just, uh... head back the other way, or... What? I mean, we can... We can take... They don't know we're here we yet. We can take out three people and try and figure out what this crystal shape is. Is it the Rainbow Ocean from the book? If it is the phlogiston we need... To free Falzerin. We must try. Three guys? Okay, well, let's see if I can take one of them out before they know what happens. Sort of walk up to the edge, take out my bow, and take a pot shot at one of them. Okay, everyone creeping up to the mouth of this chamber again can roll uh, stealth. So Falzerin rolled at 24. 22 for Shakara. Yes. <laughs> 20, 21. 31 for Mia. Wow, okay. I rolled Man. a 19, baby. <laughs> Good job. If you, if you keep rolling like that, this army doesn't stand a chance. I hope so. You seem to get up there and uh, you have not been noticed. Okay, take out the the old Bryn Wood Elf bow and take a shot at him. Uh, I'm going to shoot for Kraken Priest number two and uh, I'm going to try to take him right through the middle. That is a 16 to hit. That is a hit. Okay, so that is 11 points of damage. I'm only going to let you get one arrow off before we roll initiative. Oh, that's good. That's an 11 for Falsy. 23 for Shaft. 13 for Shikara. 18 for Mia. Better not be a Kraken in that ooze. <sighs> Pretty sure there is. Shaft, you're at the top of the initiative. I'm going to take another shot at Kraken Priest number two. That's going to be a 19 to hit. All right, that's uh, 13 points of damage. Okay. Is he still standing? Oh, yeah. All right, second attack. That's a 21 to hit. And that would be nine additional points of damage. Okay. He's still looking like he's good with three arrows sticking out of him. So far, so good. Then I'm going to use my bonus action to do, uh, um, what do you call it, uh, Hunter's Mark. And I'll put it on him. Mia. All right, so Mia is behind Shaft and Falzerin. She's not seeing anything really but this big glowing rainbow thing in front of her. And... Uh, She's feeling pretty safe from attack right now, so she's going to cast Bless. And she's going to quick reach out, touch Shakara, Falzerin, and Shaft, if they're willing. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> touch Shaft right in the boot. Um, let's see. So when I bless three creatures of my choice and they're um, willing, they can add a d4 to their attack roll or saving throw. Nice. For the next minute. Nice. Yeah. And she says something cheesy like, 
here by the power of Thor. We're myself. I'm not really sure yet. <laughs> <laughs> so these uh, these three uh, Kraken priests they move up towards you, and one of them points right at Shaft and casts darkness. Centered on you, filling a 15-foot radius around you. Complete dark. Uh, of which dark vision does not penetrate magical darkness. Is that blocking it for all of us? Because it's like at the entrance is where Shaft is. Yeah, so it's completely pitch black now. Uh. You're all engulfed in this darkness. And you hear, though, one of them speak. Uh, like, as darkness is being cast, one of them is opening their mouth. And this harsh and, and coarse voice in... A language that I don't believe any of you speak. And so you just this guttural yell. What language? It's uh, in Infernal, actually. (laughs) Could y'all make me a charisma saving throw, please? You get to add a d4. 20. 22. 22. 26. You are all fine. And in this darkness around you, erupting from the ground, you just feel this wrap of tentacles lashing out around you, unsure of exactly what is happening. Shakara, mm-hmm. at the start of your turn, could you make me a dexterity saving throw, please? Add four. Or d4. Uh, let's see. That is 22. You're good. Okay, so I'm going to run in the room. And I actually can still see through magical darkness. What? What? Shoot. My patron's better than yours. Then you see what's happening around you. A familiar spell being cast of Evard's black tentacles that you definitely avoid and step around even through this magical darkness. And I... um, I mean, it'll run in the room and run up closer to the priest who kindly came up closer to me. And I will eat flame. Flame breath. Priest number two. He gets an 18. Dang, nabbit. Watch your language, Shakara. <laughs> um, is that still half damage on a save? Yeah. 13 points of damage. Falzern, could you make a dexterity saving throw, please? Ah, yes, dexterity. Plus zero. 16. You are fine. Again, familiar with what this spell can do to you, you're able to avoid <laughs> avoid the tentacles. Falzern is sweating enormous beads of sweat <laughs> right now. Falzern is or Bill is? Bill is. Yeah, so I'm going to use the, um, the scroll of Mage Armor. Ah, okay. To increase my AC. So you're not moving out of the tentacles? Um, I suppose, yeah, I, I can if I pass my save. Um, I will you move are, in. yeah, that's right. I will move through the darkness and into the great unknown. Yeah, so I move into the room and I will go to a little bit, a little bit to Shakara's uh, right flank. Back to the top of Shaft. Could you make a dexterity saving throw, please? Add a d4. And oh, on the d4 on top of that, mm-hmm. well, that's uh, 1923. <laughs> you are also fine. It's a good time to bless. Thor is good, you guys. Thor is good. <laughs> and I'll haul ass out. Okay, I can get up to Kraken Priest number one. 
and uh, out come the cutlass and the rapier. Start out with the uh, cutlass. That is a 25 to hit. Six points of damage. Let's see, I did the uh, hunter's mark on the other guy. That's no good, but alright, I'll just do another attack on this guy. 20 to hit. That's nine more points of damage. And I guess I'll just do a third attack. Oh, crit. Awesome. Nice. 28. Jesus. Good job. So I run up to him. I pull up my cutlass and my rapier. I slide down on the ground and whap on one leg. Uh, and then take my rapier and poke it into his side. And then come back up with the, the cutlass again and sort of scrape off to the side of him and and uh, cut into his other side. Dealing significant damage, but he's still standing. Mia, you're up. Could you make a dexterity saving throw? So that's 9 plus a 1. 11. No. Or sorry, 11 plus 1. 12. That is a fail, unfortunately, as these tentacles wrap up around you. You oh, just no. feel them in this darkness. Oh, no. Nine bludgeoning damage, and you are restrained. You can't do anything. You can't move. Uh, you can use your action to try to break out of it on your turn. It is my turn. Right. Okay. So on my turn, I literally can choose to do nothing or try to break out of it. I can't cast anything. Oh, uh, you could cast, but you can't see anything. Also, you can you can certainly try to cast something. There's a chance you'll take more damage next turn if you don't get out. So I I don't see this then. No. Nobody sees that she's been restrained. Shakara sees it. Well, Shik- right, exactly, that's right. Shakara doesn't care. She's already shown she hates me. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll cry out and be like, you guys, it got me! And I'll try to I'll try to get out. So what do I roll for that? So you can either make a strength or dexterity check. It's not a saving throw? Uh, it actually is a check. Yeah, it's not a saving throw. So you can do athletics or acrobatics, whatever is uh, best for you. Athletics, I guess. Come on, big money. Oh, oh it was so close to a so one. <laughs> I rolled a 22. That easily breaks you free of these tentacles, and you can still move. I can move, and can I cast a bonus action? You absolutely could, yeah. Okay, so I move 30 feet. Can I go, like, flank in then and be outside of this... Uh, um, yes, you've stepped out of this magical darkness now. Out of the darkness, and I'm out of the tentacles too, right? That's right. Okay, so I'm going to cast my spiritual weapon as a bonus action. And my uh, spectral hammer starts floating. And would I have any idea who cast the spells like darkness and the tentacles? or? No, you didn't see who threw them up. All right. I'm just going to take this guy right in front of me, Kraken Priest 2, and I'm going to cast on him 16 to hit. Oh, yeah. Okay, so then my Spectral Hammer hits Kraken Priest number 2 for 11 more damage. Nice job. Slice and dice. These priests will react now. Stepping towards Shakara. Bring it. And two on Shaft. They just reach their hands out, tries to lay them on each of you. First one on Shakara. Oof, with an 8. That's a miss. <laughs> Two on Shaft. A 10. And a 21. Uh, is this a... 
I'm going to use my reaction for defensive duel. Oh, 21? Ah, it hits. Damn it. <laughs> so as his hand makes contact with you, this boom erupts from his palm, and you take 38 thunder what? damage. What? Ooh. Hold on. So a tentacle oh, no. gives me 9, and he takes 38. From a hand fart. Dang. <laughs> That's a pretty powerful it sounds so, less, so much less intimidating than it <laughs> And Shakara, you're up. Holy crap. That would have killed Falzerin, probably. Probs. Uh, Shakara is going to bring her sword around. 21 to hit. That's 10 points of damage, and then I'll bring it back around again for a 19 to hit for another nine points of damage. That is just enough to cut him down with your longsword. Good job, girl. And then I will I will move over towards priest number three. Falzern. I think I'm going to use my uh, final spell scroll of fireball. So the priest closest to Shakara uh, gets a Zero. Gets an 18, the other gets a 5. And I imagine you're sculpting around Shaft and Shakara. Yeah, I should be able to protect everyone. So, 29 is the total. Good job. That is good. See, the, the priest closest to Shaft is just swaying on his feet. as his tendrils of smoke <laughs> drift from his robe, but he's still alive. And this is actually the first bit of damage uh, the other one has taken. Do you want to move, Falzi? I will move. Yeah, I'm going to move um, so that I'm going to be behind Shaft and Chikara with them between me and the Kraken Priests. Shaft, you're up. So I'm going to move Hunter's Mark over from the dead Kraken Priest number two to Kraken Priest number one. And I'm going to leap up into the air as high as my little legs will push me and I'm gonna spin around with my cutlass and try to slit his neck. That's a 19 to hit. So that is going to be eight points of damage. Come on, dude. Well, this whirling dervish of spinning cutlass finds its mark and you slit this priest's throat and its body slumps to the stone floor. Another one down. Yes. Okay, Um, so then I'll Look over at Kraken Priest number three, who's still within five feet of me, and I'll take uh, my cutlass and, and try to slice him too. That's a 22 to hit. That is seven. And I'll use Colossus Slayer on that since I didn't use him on the other one. He's been damaged. That's right, a fireball. Nine points of damage. And that's it. Mia. I saw Shaft take a lot of thunder damage. Thunder is very familiar to me. So I'm gonna like sprint over behind Shaft and I'm going to I'm gonna cast Cure Wounds at first level. So he gets 1d8 plus 5. Okay, so 9 points of health. And then awesome. um, as I'm distracting Priest three and he's staring at me running over to shaft i bring my spectral hammer over and hack at him from behind so it's 23 to hit 
definitely. And then the hammer does seven damage. All right, good job. He's getting battered and now swarmed on by the party, but he's still up. You all kind of hear the, over the, the you know the lapping of his waves this whole time you've been in here, and it seems like the bit of a more more of a increase in the the splashing of water. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. And kind of rising from the the ocean, you know, the first thing you see is these five serpentine heads set on five long necks as a hydra comes out of the sea. Would I know what a hydra is and how to fight it? Same. Would I know what Ditto. a hydra is and how to fight Ditto it? Ditto for Falsy. I get to do a check on your turn. And the hydra gets about to the, the pile of these broken barrels and you see this thing is huge compared to you, of course. And it just crushes through these empty barrels splintering wood on its way towards you. Uh, but this priest is up, and seeing that it's surrounded, it's going to... He's going to try to put a hand on Shakara. Uh, 21? Yeah. As his hand makes contact with your chest again, that thunderous boom, dealing 27 points of thunder damage. Okay, and as a reaction, I am going to point my finger at him and say... Burn! And hellish rebuke. So, what kind of check does he have to do? Dex save. He got a 19. He made it. But he still gets half damage. So that's 19 damage. Yes! This pit of flames just opens up beneath him and engulfs him as you point your finger. Something that none of you have seen Shikara do before. (laughs) Yet again, another... Added ability. Uh, and Shakar, it is your turn. So uh, why don't you get, why don't you roll me a nature check? Nature, that is a thirteen. I think uh, definitely with a thirteen, you've certainly heard tales of hydras before. I don't think you would have uh, seen one yourself, but especially considering some of the, like your clan and, and many of the members that adventure like you, right? You've certainly heard the tale of the Hydra and have knowledge of how to deal with them. Absolutely. You know that to kill it, you must sever all of its heads. And fire damage is your friend. I didn't know if this was a head grow back kind of situation. It is. It certainly is. Uh. Um, and I do, and we all see it, so. Um, Use flames on that beast. And I'll bring my sword around to uh, chop into the priest. That's a 19 to hit. That is 10 points of damage. And I will chop into him again. Oh, sweet. That's... uh, I rolled a 21. uh, 17 plus 4, so I know it hits him. I'm not going to try to add the bonus to that. And that is 11 points of damage. (laughs) Again, you get the perfect amount (laughs) needed. No overexertion. No wasted energy from Shakara as you down the third priest. Nicely done. From around the other side of this large pentagonal, uh, pentagonal, pentagonal structure. Thank you. Again, the sloshing of water. Oh Are we gonna have to run? Where's Drag? Do you need him? As kind of the this large wave just crashes over the shore, but 
it doesn't seem to recede back in to the ocean like the others do. And they acquiesce into two fully formed water elementals. Again, something both Shakara and Mia have read about as being related to a Kraken's lair. Unfortunately, again, it takes their movement to get out of the water and up onto dry land. Falzerin. Falzerin, use your fireballs. Oh, boy. <laughs> I think I will use a Flaming Sphere. I'm going to conjure it, intending to use it on this Hydra. So he, I'm going to use my bonus action to um, slam the sphere into the Hydra. He'll need to make a deck save. He gets a adjusted 20. So he passes, so he'll take half of 10 damage. Oh, dropping the bucket. <laughs> yeah, but it is... Even for fire, <gasps> fire... I thought she said fire does better damage or whatever. What I said was, use your fireball. <laughs> okay. That is what you said. And that's our show. Be sure to follow us on social media at IncursiblePar on Twitter, IncursibleParty on Instagram and Facebook. You can visit IncursibleParty.com for additional world and NPC information. The Incursible Party is sponsored by Critical Hit Design. For your design needs, visit CriticalHitDesign.com. All ambient sounds and music during the episode are courtesy of TabletopAudio.com and our intro-outro music was created by Josh Jarvis. You can contact him for your own musical inquiries via email at jamesmercymusic at gmail.com. Happy adventuring!